Nerd News Now. Welcome to Nerd News Now, everybody. <laughs> we have a new we have a new uh, 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 hostage. What's the what's the correct word? Hey, yeah, um, uh, attorneys have said we can't call them hostages anymore. Semi willing oh, participant. <laughs> right, right. Quasi, quasi, uh, quasi willing participant. Yes. Uh, introduce yourself, Robert. Uh, well, my name is Robert Prohl. I live in Houston, Texas. And uh, my wife and I own Dragon's Lair Comics and Fantasy on the northwest side of town. Nice. So, baby, you dig. You just moved into new spot. New digs. New digs. We were we we're in about a 4,000 square foot spot for uh, a little over five years. And then through much negotiation and gnashing of teeth with our landlord, we moved into a 10,500 square foot space. We opened on February 26th. And anything that can go wrong during this build-out absolutely did. Everything from we were robbed, we had crooked flooring contractors, we had uh, we were held hostage by the fire marshal. Just about everything, I think. You know. I want to know. I want to know more about this robbing. Was it like like a legit? Here's my pistol. Legit. No, no, no. Okay, so it was during the build-out, and we had this this flooring guy. I will not name names, but they had this flooring guy, and he came in, and he sold us this epoxy floor that was going to go in the whole space. He said, it's indestructible, and it's going to look like silver marble, and you're going to love it. It's going to be easy to clean and, and, and everything, and it's in your budget. Okay, cool. So they tried it, and they messed it up. So they had to, you know, scuff it all, tried it again, messed it up again. And we said, well, you got to go a third time. And he said, nope, skip town. Just left with our money. So we found a second flooring contractor, and this guy uh, fixed sort of the the back room. But then uh, we we didn't have the budget anymore. I mean, this guy walked away with fifty you know, k. So we didn't have the budget to do the rest of the floor in epoxy, and I wasn't going to try it anyway. So he did it in uh, we did stain concrete, and one of his subcontractors, one of his employees, used his key. Came into the store, stole a seventeen thousand dollar floor grinder. Oh. He's like on the Mexican restaurant's cameras next door of him just you know walking this thing down the down the outside uh, breezeway, and he stole four of our big screen TVs we were putting up on the walls, and then just to be a jerk, threw a rock through our front window from the inside out to make it look like a break in. Yeah, it's funny though when all the glass is going out and there's a rock there, and and we, we recovered one TV, and when I fired it up, it had his email address signed into Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was emailing him some choice words and phrases. That's awesome. So I have a question based on what I know of Texas. Your store is like seven and a half hours from Miss Jen's store, right? It's in Houston. Everything is Texas is that big? Well. Because <laughs> Texas Star is, is that big? Genstar is closer to my own home than mine is. Yeah. <laughs> buzz to each other? Yeah, half an hour. Maybe 40 minutes. Um, it's actually only like 18 miles, but the roads are so torn up that it, it's, it's, not, it's not the best of journeys. That's always the joke, though. I always I'm talking to Jen, and I go, "So I'm coming to this place. How far is that from you?" And it's also in Texas. She's like three and a half days. Yeah, you can drive all day in Texas and not get out of the state. Nope. In fact, we drove to Gamma this year. Uh, the, the owner of the San, San Antonio Alamo Ranch Dragons there and I drove all the way to uh, to Reno. And yeah, it takes a day to get out of Texas. <laughs> He'll never do it again. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. We got to see mountains and snow, and mm-hmm. it was cool. And it was controlled snow, not like the kind of stuff we got here uh, last year that shut the whole city down. <laughs> right. Uh, you'll find out real quick from this group of people. I have no sympathy for people who can't handle snow. I agree uh, I'm in Ohio. Snow. Right, I'm in Ohio. Like, and that's people who your can't fault. handle snow. <laughs> right. No, I can't I'm here that at my age, but at nine years old, I thought snow was the greatest thing in the world. So, <laughs> that's fair. 
That's fair. So, uh, what happened this? Well, we always start with what we did on our weekends. Um, so, uh, does anybody do anything this weekend? I found some killer stuff at garage sales. Does work count? <laughs> uh, it counts more than what I did. Does Friday count? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, if Friday counts, then Friday we did a uh, invitation only test run of our tavern. So we, um, strangely enough, we got our alcohol license before we got our, our uh, health department license. So I could, I could only sell bottles and cans and such. So we opened the tavern to a select group just to test out our systems and see what worked and what didn't and figured out real quick we didn't know how to run a tab. So that was fun. And, you know, we had about 20 people in there that were playing games and, and uh, drinking adult beverages. So it was cool. That was fun. That was a culmination of a lot of work. So we were pretty happy about that. Is yours All the right. first Dragon's Lair to have, like, one of those kinds of, like, crossover things like food or drink or something? Yeah, yeah we're the first. That's really cool. Way to be a groundbreaker, dude. <sighs> it's, it's, been, it's been some doing. Every time you think you're almost there, they say, "Oh, wait a minute! You need you need a backflow preventer, or oh no, you need a you need this kind of drain off of your ice machine." And it was just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's been an interesting uh, journey, to say the least. But it's been fun. I mean, it's people are really excited about it, and uh, you know, we we have the menu down. We have everything pretty much ready to go. Just waiting on a couple last things before we get to open it up. So is it like I full service like menu? Oh, and I came to GFCI this weekend. I changed the one in the in the garage. Oh, that was <laughs> so. Like the tavern part, is it just booze, or is there like food and other stuff? Like, is it a full service kind of? It's it's we don't. It's not a scratch kitchen. We're not operating like a grill and a fryer. Right. Thing. It's kind of like glamorous reheating. So we had an air fryer back there and some pizza rolls yeah, kind of thing. Pizza ovens and convection. We have we have two pizza ovens, two convection ovens, uh, you know, panini grill and things like that. We're doing pizza, burgers, chicken tenders, you know, gamer chow. We have so, a chicken sandwich, and then we serve beer, wine, and uh, we have a soft serve machine. So that's gonna be fun. Oh my word. I'd be in real trouble. I'd be in real trouble. <laughs> You combine the soft serve with the wine and just make... That menu needs to be cut down to two items. Three items. You think? Beer, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and soft serve. And, 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 and hot Anything with pump cheese, right? <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> we, we live off of that gamer's grub. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be you know, better than what you're going to get at a, at a concession stand, but not as good as a, you know... Real restaurant. Yeah, Miss Jen has a lot of experience in there, so you should bug her about that stuff. Yeah. I have bent Jen's ears many times asking questions, uh, <laughs> and she's always helped out. I appreciate her very much. She is, she is one of the most resourceful people in our industry, and one of the most helpful as well. So, what is. We, uh, when we moved my store to its second location, uh, there was we were bidding on a former CC's Pizza Kitchen, oh, which wow. if you don't remember was one of those CC's buffets, you know, where they just had all kinds. Of, and we were like, we could do pizza and comics. And then I looked at myself, who's six two, three hundred pounds, and I looked at my partner, who's six two, three hundred pounds, and went, "No, we can't do pizza and comics. <laughs> we'll eat the profits." And uh, we we wound up not getting the space and moving into another place that was next door to a subway, and we both lost weight. So yeah. it worked out. <laughs> when we were first scouting for our initial location, we actually the place we wound up in wasn't available. We it, it was already claimed, and so we were looking down the road at we would have to combine two spaces. But it was it was one of those conveyor belt sushi restaurants, <laughs> and then next to it was a froyo place like one of the self-service like orange leaf kind of frozen yogurt places we had all kinds of ideas of what we could do with that oh yeah you can put comics on there and you, you wait and your subscription comes around no. but 
Well, that was the other idea we had had when we were looking at that CC's was to do, because we sold a lot of anime and manga, was to put a sushi bar in. Yeah. And call yeah, it Sean's Anime and Sushi. <laughs> yeah, no, that... You need chefs for that. Stuff I'm making is you can, you know... Right. Anyone in here can make. What's right, interesting yeah. is that whenever I, we started putting in food, people started saying, aren't you worried about people getting it on the comic books? And I'm just thinking to myself, what do you think people are doing? They're not walking around with a slice of pizza in one hand and a comic in the other. They're... <laughs> Wait, that's what we do at conventions. <laughs> we have that issue actually because the, the way the store is set up the gaming is in the back retail is in the middle then we have this kind of wacky atrium thing up front that the tavern is off of and I didn't want people walking through maybe it's just a, a perception thing or, or maybe it's I think it's mostly a perception thing I didn't want people like trucking through the retail area with a beer so all around the outside you see back through there there's a there's a corridor because this used to be a jump on in inflatable's place. Oh yeah. So the ceilings are like 25 feet high, but there's a, a corridor that runs around the whole place. And so what we did is we printed these meeples that are different colors, and you go into the tavern and order your your food and drink. You take your meeple back to your your table, and we'll deliver it through what we've christened the Utilidor after Disney World, nice. uh, and deliver it to you. But I didn't. I didn't want people walking through there. So yeah, you got a, a real issue where I don't want people spilling food on my inventory either, or trucking through past a bunch of people with beers. I, it was, I think, just perception more than anything. I did a deal with Venom Energy, the energy drink company, uh, and we launched it. We had Ryan Stegman in the store when their run, Venom Run launched. And that was my biggest fear was that somebody would crack an energy drink and spill it in a long box because they'd think, I can set it right here on top of these comics I'm not looking at, and then it'd yeah. tip over because I've done it with many a sealed bottle of water. <laughs> like, I've got the lid on, I set it down, and then flop, it falls over in the back of a long box or whatever, and I'm going, first time it happens, I'm going to have them haul this stupid case away. And luckily it never did, but... Oh, it was always terrifying when somebody would open one in the store. Well, we have books with coffee stains on the cover, and we're like, how the heck did they manage to get that? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it happens, but not as often as people think it does. You know, it's not it's not a crazy, everybody's walking around with pizza slices in one hand, comic books in the other, and soft drink up being held by their armpits or whatnot. We had that. We have store cats. And originally, we had a... a big main coon named Odin. And Odin was everybody's friend. He was this giant thing. And he lived in the store. And now we have two. We have Freya and, and Loki. But Odin, may he rest in peace, and, and originally it was our one store cat. He did more damage than any food would ever do. He got a hold of a uh, Walking Dead compendium and just chewed on it. So there were large perforations through the cover. And we wound up, after... I feel terrible, but after Odin passed, that book was still like in damages, and we pulled it out and said, Odin bit this, and we sold it for full price. Wow. Yeah. My boy, my Odin. We miss him. I love that. That's awesome. So, Brainy, Miss Jen, uh, Miss Jen went uh, garage sailing. Brainy, did you do anything? I can't remember my weekend, and I wasn't drunk, so... <laughs> we did put out a fire dance mix on Saturday night. We, <laughs> I did do that. Yes, thank you. Um, spend time with family, and that's you know that's something I've been doing a lot on the weekends. It's uh, yeah. Robert knows this too. He, what was it five years ago? I wanted to shut down the shop. Yeah, that was one of my goals. So the last you know, time I saw you was yeah, not long ago. Not that it was seventeen. Was it it might have been an eighteen. Yeah, it was it was eighteen. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to Chris's birthday at the Hibachi place. We did at Comics yeah, Party, right? in Portland. No, oh, that was nineteen. That was eighteen. Was it eighteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we went to that place in Portland, and uh, and you were talking about it then. Yep. Dang it, five years, and I'm still here. Mm. 
Congratulations. <laughs> no, that, that's, a, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I, mean, I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, um, you know, I caught, I'm still trying to catch up on a lot of my TV shows. Uh, I did start The Lincoln Lawyer. Man, if you guys haven't watched that, that is a addictive show. I saw a preview. I, I thought about it before I went back and started rewatching Ozark for the I'm, the new season of Ozark, and I can't remember what the hell happened in the second season, so I, I restarted it entirely. I'm mid season three, and I can't get back into the show. Really? In the back of my head, it's still Breaking Bad. It's you know, it, it's following the same formula. A father tries to do something good for his family, and ends up getting, becoming a big crook, and you know, probably get everything resolved at the end. Uh, that's the formula. The thing about Netflix and you know when you're binging these shows, I in fact if you can see my desktop right, I have Ozark over here on the right monitor, just on this background while I, I work. And the thing about when you binge watch all these shows, I don't remember any of them. I couldn't tell you what the hell the Witcher <laughs> was about. I couldn't tell you, you know, what a lot of different shows are about. And shoot, my wife and I watch a lot of trash TV, so I can't tell you what any of those are about. Either. But Breaking Bad, I remember. Breaking Bad, I was really invested, and I watched it progress and not consumed it all at once. I uh, I worked on work, uh, working on some experience stuff, and then uh, I sunk way too many hours into MLB The Show 22 uh, because I made the... F- Er- the fatal error of building myself into a major league baseball game and then becoming obsessed with trying to make the major leagues. And I made the majors, but I have to play for... Hmm? Is it like a career mode in the game? But I, and I made the majors, but I have to play for the Brewers, which is like not making the majors, I guess. So, <laughs> Like playing for the A's? Well, or, you know, the City Reds. Um... Who I don't. This is my. This is going to be my nerd news story. If Dan and I talk about sports tomorrow on the Dan Wickline show, um, the the Pittsburgh Pirates won a game without getting a single hit, uh, which seemed phenomenal. It's only the second time it's ever happened in Major League Baseball history, except that they were playing the Cincinnati Reds, who are like four and the rest of the season. Um, they've won like four or five games all year. And I feel like it's actually very on brand for the Reds. So for those nerds that don't follow sports very much, Kyle, you want to explain how that happens? Walks. Uh, yeah, walks, hit by pitch, pass balls, drop third strikes, all of the, all of the things they teach you not to do when you're seven <laughs> playing baseball. Well, I'm a, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, so I've been depressed now for about a decade. So, so what's worse, the Cincinnati Reds giving up that kind of a game, or the Suns giving up that kind of a loss to Dallas? I don't know if you guys watched the basketball game. Or no, not. I don't watch basketball, but but from the tone in your voice, I can feel your pain. Yeah, I. This is a you know game seven of the series, and they're down by forty four points. This is the number one seeded team that's down by forty four points. I did watch the the Houston. Uh, I did watch the Chicago Cubs. I was born in Chicago. I've always been a Cubs fan. I did watch the Cubs blow like a seven zero lead in the Astrodome to to lose to the Astros more years than I care to admit ago. That's actually the biggest reason I'm excited to come to Houston when I come visit. Is I I need to get a Houston Ramblers T-shirt now that they're back from Houston. Like, I just buy one online, but they didn't the same. No. So I need to go to, like, wherever their one fan store is and buy a t-shirt. Jen, do you miss Astroworld? Um, I, I miss it for my husband because he grew up going there. Because he, he, he grew up, like, right down the street. So his friends would just ride their bikes over there. I, I miss it for that. I, I myself miss going to Six Flags in Dallas because I used to ride the shockwave over and over again. But yeah, I, I, I miss, I mean, even if it was an old beat up, not high tech place anymore, it still was everyone's. 
Yeah. I miss it sometimes. I miss having something like that here. For those of y'all that don't know, Astro World was our amusement park here uh, in the south of south of Houston that was closed down, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, long, longer than we think, I think. <laughs> we, uh, I, uh, I'm not an amusement park guy. I'm either two inches too tall or 50 pounds too heavy to ride anything good. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> uh, well, it's true. Uh, so we have Cedar Point that's like 40 minutes from here. It's one of the best amusement parks in the country. And I can't ride any of the big rides because the shoulder harnesses won't close. If I was six foot, 300 pounds, I'd be fine. Or if I was six two, 250, I'd be fine. But I, it's just, you know, and it's this much space. It's the difference, you know, three Taco Bell trips and I could maybe do it, you know. But I, I've just never been an amusement park guy because of it. I've always struggled to fit on the rides. So, all right. We should probably talk about nerd news. <laughs> Did anything happen? Like, I didn't even... I'll be honest, after George Perez passed, I kind of haven't seen any news, haven't thought about anything. It was Dr. You know. Dr. News, right? Uh, there was the announcement of the new doctor. Yes, and then? There were set photos today. And they announced that, um, oh my God, what's her name? David Tennant and... Redhead. Yeah, well, I, I know her uh, character. It's Catherine Tate. Ca- thank you. Catherine Tate are returning for the 60th, as well as uh, I forgot the gentleman who played her grandfather. So that's oh. that's a uh, new to look forward to. Well, because there were set photos today that, of them shooting, uh, and he's in the old costume, uh, and all you really see is the back of her. Um, but the set photos revealed Donna, uh, David Tennant's doctor, and Jodie Whittaker's TARDIS. Oh. Gotta admit, I haven't been a Doctor Who fan since the fourth time. Hey, kick him out! Kick him out! No, Tom Baker is the ultimate Doctor Who, and you know. I, as a fanboy at like 13, 14, I got to meet him at a con and it was, it was really cool. But I, no one could ever beat Tom Baker. And I had a, I had a huge, uh, crush on Sarah Sutton. Huge crush. On See, Sarah Sutton. my goodness. I can, I can understand that logic. It's, you know, yeah. it's some of, it's Billy Piper for some of us, right? Like it's, oh, right. I had a huge crush on Billy Piper. So. Eccleston is my doctor. So, so, Billy Piper, I kid you not, I just enjoyed her name. Just a name, Billy Piper. I think that is one of the coolest names you could have. <laughs> well, she was a pop star before she came to Doctor Who. Um, and really? she's done a couple, yeah, she did a couple of records while she was doing Doctor Who that were huge flops. Um, which was weird because Doctor Who was super popular, but they were just not good. Um, and then she did a record right after Doctor Who that I was lucky enough to get to sit in on some of the sessions for. Because she recorded it in New York when I was out there, and it was really cool to be like, you're from Doctor Who. <laughs> and like she's like, I'm a musician. <laughs> I'm like, no. You're not. I'm sorry. You're just pretty and can sing. Like, uh, but no, it was so that I have a special connection with that part of Doctor Who. Yeah, we met Tom Baker. We got his autograph on a poster, and then we were waiting. We couldn't drive. I was waiting to get picked up outside the convention center, and he came out to meet his limo. And I'm like, oh. ah. we talked to him for a couple couple minutes, and that was cool. Other news, I think I saw that people were reacting to, I don't know what the name of the show is, but the Star Trek that stars, that has Pike, and it's Anson uh, Mount that's playing the part, who's a Mm -hmm. 
played Black Bolt. Everyone's raving about it. There was some weird Star Trek stuff that happened uh, that I saw on TikTok, and so I don't really know enough about it to super comment. But there were people who were angry that one of the episodes showed actual footage from January 6th uh, as a, like, uh, reason why humanity had to progress forward into space. And people were like, Star Trek's getting all woke. And I'm like, um, I don't think you understand Star Trek, but also, like... It's stock footage. It's not like it's you know, calling anyone out specifically. If you're going to put riot footage in something, which what would you pick? Yeah, they, you know. Like, I think that I already saw some very creative memes that are fighting back to that comment, which is like, you know, you know, Star, Star Trek been woke since, you know, 1978. <laughs> right, since Uhura kissed, you know, who was it? Picard? No. No. I don't know. There was a whole thing where uh, 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 Michelle Nichols kissed whoever was the captain at the time, and I'm completely blanking on Bill Shatner's name. I I, I think it was. I I think it was. Yes. I think think she kissed Kirk. I I can only remember Picard, and I can only remember (laughs) Michelle Nichols, and it took me a minute to figure out which one was which. Because none of them are LeVar Burton as Jordy LaForge. So. Uh, what else has happened? Any, any, uh, has anybody else seen anything interesting? I'm waiting for you to announce the Bridgerton news, Kyle. Bridgerton is canceled. No. My wife watches that. She watches that, what, Outlander, was it? <laughs> Maybe she watches Outlander for the nudity. Watch out, Robert. Bridgerton is super addictive. My husband is. suckered in and loves it. Really, I I haven't I ha- I haven't watched it. You know, my wife and I watch a lot of Below Deck. See <laughs> that? I. It's about it's about yacht crews and all the shenanigans they get into. It's it's I. Yeah, I gotta admit, my wife and I watch yeah a lot of trash TV, and that's one of our favorites is the Below Deck and Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Uh, yes, I like reality TV too. Do I? I like reality TV too. So I yeah, it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Is everyone ready for uh, big dumb summer crossover that uh, um, Avengers X Men Eternals thing? It's, no, there's no hashtag that can do that. Just on this show, just on this show, we can keep yeah. it everywhere else. Just on this show, trending. We, we are. Have- there is a petition being circulated to rename Nerd News Now to Bridgerton, Bridgerton News Now. Man, I, why do I keep? Dunk? Oh, you reach for that one. Every, every, no, every time Brainy tries to say Bridgerton, he struggles to the point where we had an episode a few weeks ago called "A Bridgerton Too Far." <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, I'm. I'm in the cold about that because I haven't seen it. I, and there's a lot of dancing, isn't there? And it's very multicultural, and there's you know lots of representation, which is great. But all I remember is a bunch of dancing and people trying to marry off into families. And well, things. it it it's is a, a show. It's not a show about a, a ton of bridges. <laughs> It, it is a period piece, so there is no television. Trust bridge. It's it's Downton Abbey for the young folk. Oh, it is. I'm the youngest person here, and I'll never watch it. <laughs> you will watch it, Kyle. We're gonna make you. Well, I'm time. also I'm simultaneously the oldest person here, which is a thing. <laughs> what? I, I I said this to somebody today. I'm 34 years old, but structurally, I'm 107. I was gonna say, there's no and, way you're old. And mentally, that. I'm in my mid 80s. Like, I'm, hey, you kids, get off my lawn at this point. <laughs> That's my son. He's 15. And by 8.30, that kid is showered and in bed. And I'm thinking, wow, when I was that age, I was, you know, one, two in the morning. Oh, yeah, I'm, he's gonna be I'm that guy. But he has I'm his that guy, but I'm. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, first girlfriend. Could be young again. I'm proud of her. She's very cute. She uh, plays the card. No, I, uh, I, got, I got into a shouting match with somebody about what is proper ska music the other day. That's how old I, that's how old I uh, identify as. So what is proper ska music? Uh, anything that happened before the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Before? They were the last real ska I, band. I like the Mighty Mighty Boston. So, so we're, we're talking about Mozart and Beethoven. <laughs> Fangy Rock yeah. Sunny. Right. Real right. So, all right. Um, what other uh, what other things have happened? There, uh, uh, did you guys see the story about Neil Gaiman having to kind of correct uh, the kid playing Morpheus to stop doing Christian Bale's Batman voice? Oh my word! I know. Oh. There's a story that came out that Neil Gaiman did an interview and he said that he had to correct, I think his name is Tom Sturridge, who's playing Morpheus in the Sandman show, because he was doing the voice very much like this. You know, trying to, he goes, don't be Batman. Because he was doing the, I am Batman. Right. Well, I mean, if you could be, wouldn't you be? Like, yeah. what are you kidding? And, and this is the problem I have with Elon Musk right now. He's wanting to spend $40 billion trying to buy Twitter when he could just create Batman for the rest of us. He could. But for me, it would be like Batman a la Dark Knight Returns, though. You know, coming out of retirement, that he'd be old and kind of creaky. And... He, he doesn't have to be Batman. He can sponsor Batman. He could be the wallet behind Batman. Now, if you, if you, could, if you could pull that off, you'd want to be Batman. That's yeah, true. I mean, I, I think for everything I've read about him, he'd want to be Lucius Fox. Okay. He wouldn't want to actually be Batman. He would want to be, look, I made this thing. Like, Lucius go fight crime and then let's sell it for a bajillion dollars. There we go. See? All right. Does anybody here taking the deep dive into the Pentaveret? Into what? The Pentaveret. It's a show on Netflix made by Mike Myers, starring Mike Myers and Mike Myers. I don't know if I can do any more Mike Myers. You know, I, I don't know. Is, is he Scottish again? I, no. After, after the the, the green member, I just couldn't do it anymore. If I'm thinking of the right Mike Myers, he you might he yeah, might have right. more because he does a really amazing job of being I don't know like eight characters in this show. We did that the thing gold. for me. <laughs> the thing for me that ruined Mike Myers was the Gong Show. What? Where he did? Yeah, he. He brought back the gong show and did the whole thing in character, like full face prosthetic makeup. Like he was basically doing a version of Mrs. Doubtfire if he was male, like and redid the whole. Oh, it was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, right lying. up there. Yeah, it is. No, it was it, it was bad. Um, that ruined Mike Myers for me. <laughs> I did start Our Flag Me Death. Uh, RV Tatawakiki show uh, on HBO Max. What's it called? Our Flag Means Death. Great show, man. Uh, Great show. Oh, I turned off and my son won't let me forget it. It, uh, it it's, a, it's one of those shows where you're like, why the am I wasting my time watching this? What's going to happen next? <laughs> so it's it's Reese Darby who people know from Flight of the Concords and a bunch of other stuff, but uh it's the guy who played Hodor in Game of Thrones. It's Tatawakiki. Hmm? Who will always be Hodor. Right. And it's a bunch of other actors you will be like, oh, that's that guy from that thing. Like they're all kind of character actors. Um, but the lead is uh Reese Darby who is a like a Bridgerton kind of landed gentry character, um, landed gentry guy from from England who gives it all up to uh, become the gentleman pirate, and so he hires this kind of ragtag crew of, of like the worst pirates you can hire, 
and goes off and it does not go to plan, obviously. And Tadawa Kiki plays Blackbeard. And does a very good job, too. I mean, he, He's that, great in it. Yeah, it's like that role was meant for him. I loved him in Free Guy. Yeah. yeah. And I just saw I, something the other day that, that he had directed. But I can't remember. I kind of had it on in the, in the background. But like my son's favorite movie of all time is Jojo Rabbit. He's, he's a huge Taika Waititi. I keep sending him messages on Instagram just saying, hey, come to Houston, come to my store, unannounced. We'll do it. Like, we'll announce it like the day of, and you can just blow a bunch of people's minds. Not haven't got a reply back, but shoot for the moon. He may show up unannounced for you. I know, right? Hey, what's up? here. And I was right in my arrived. I I had said on this show a while back that Tadawa Kiki wasn't quite there yet for me in terms of that guy who I will just because he directed it, I will go see it. You know, like for me, the Cohen brothers are, or um, there's there's several directors like that that it's just I don't even care. Sam Raimi is one of those guys. Don't care if he directs it, I'll go see it. I think our flag means death, and the stuff he directs in that has gotten him over that hump, and it no longer matters. I don't care if he's directing an episode of Bridgerton. I'll watch it. You know he did. <laughs> yeah, the last right. episode. Do you have an opposite? Do you have a director you just won't go see? Uh, I do, but I don't really want to name him. That he's number two on the list. I'll give you. I get hmm? the hint. I will give is that they have worked in the comic book realm. It's Joel Schumacher. Oh, wow. I was going to guess Kevin Smith there for a minute. No. Oh, I love Kevin Smith. I'm tight with a lot of those guys. Like, cool. Kevin, Kevin's a great dude, and I love his work and all this kind of stuff. No, it's, it's Joel Schumacher. Um, after Batman, I gave him one or two more chances, and I'm like, no, I'm just done. He could, he could direct the next, you know, Gone with the Wind, and I'm going to be like, whatever. To be fair, you are very picky. I am. I am. Um, in that case, you should just stop watching everything else and spend time watching Emily in Paris. <laughs> you must. Isn't that a Bridgerton comment? <laughs> no, this is Emily in Paris comment. That's our other obsession. Oh. Has anyone seen An Evening with Beverly Laughlin? No. Tell me about. It's one of those really ridiculous movies. It was made by the same guy that directed The Greasy Strangler, which is a real kind of cult, silly, ridiculous horror film that's, that's on, I think it's on Netflix. But it has uh, Craig Robinson in it, who's in, in The Office, and he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. And it's one of these ridiculous movies that you look at and say, did they just do that? And the dialogue is just perfect, though, and you can't stop watching it. It's like a train wreck. And it's called An Evening with Beverly Luff, where he plays this kind of lounge singer, where, where uh, Craig Robinson plays a, like a lounge singer, and he has this fan base that's kind of rabid about him, and it, it's just pure ridiculousness. It has a little bit, little, it reminds me of a little bit of Raising Arizona. Kind of the dialogue is, wait, did he say that? Um, and it, it's ridiculous like that. But it's fun and it's funny and and I make I make every one of my new employees watch it. There's a video going around TikTok and YouTube and places that I've seen a few times. It's Craig Robinson. He goes out and he tours with a band and plays music. And a lot of it's comedy music, but some of it's very serious, like because he's a real musician. Dude can play. Uh, But one night, the the video is he brought Keegan Michael Key up on stage. And Keegan, everybody thinks, oh, he's going to sing a funny song. And Keegan Michael Key starts belting out Tennessee whiskey and just nails it, just absolutely crushes it. So now the movement on the Internet is to get Keegan Michael Key 
from you know Key and Peel and Keanu and all this kind of stuff, and uh, Daryl from The Office. Uh, so Hingle McCringleberry and Daryl from The Office to make a soul R and B record together. Like this is the movement on the internet, and I go, I'm so here for it that I can't even begin to describe how much I would be willing to spend on a vinyl copy. <laughs> like it was so good. So I'm excited for anything with with uh, with him in it with uh, Craig Robinson. Movie has Matt Berry in it too, as uh, as uh, Beverly Laughlin's handler, and I love him. I loved him from the IT crowd. He's well, he's great in anything. Uh, what was the other show he did? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It was uh, also is in What We Do in the Shadows. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He got. He's in with that whole crowd though, with with Tadawakiki and. Uh, the the flight of the concords guys and Reese Darby and all these other kind of English Australian kind of they all float together in this weird absurdist comedy world that you know and Richard Iowade's in there who is hysterical yeah and uh, Noel Fielding is the other one that so I can't that wait for him Richard Iowade in doing voice voices in the Mandalorian yeah. I wonder if those were the Taika Waititi directed episodes. That makes sense. Everything's but it connected. also makes sense that he would be like and bacon right in the middle of it. But it would also make sense because of like his fan, his own fandoms that he talks about on his YouTube shows and stuff. That he would just be like, "Hey, uh, this is Richard Iowade. Hey, can I be in the Mandalorian? I'll do it for free. <laughs> I'll do is whatever that, you want." I would totally be down for that. Right? Hey, I own like, a local game store. Can I be in the Mandalorian? Well, but he's like, you know, he's he's a noted director and actor. So, like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, that's what I love about, and I've been saying this, the Filoni-verse, right? The, the expanding Star Wars is that it's gotten to the point where fans of Star Wars who are famous are just like, I can be in Star Wars now because there's more of it. Can I play a Stormtrooper? Oh, who you know, yeah. so... Did, um, Daniel like Craig him, was one of them. Shaun of the Dead and uh, Shaun of the Dead. I remember him. Um, I think he's. Uh, oh, I'm, yeah, I I can see his face, and I can't think of his name. Yeah, the same can be said to about MCU now too. Yeah, everybody who's everybody was wants to be in the MCU and hey that's uh I'll, I'll play that character right Simon Pegg yes yeah well but like Daniel Craig at the height of being 007 was just like the stormtrooper who got fooled by Ray you know in the in, you know in the one scene right like it's just like they're calling up their friends Kevin Smith plays a guy you know in one of the movies as like uh, the guy who gives the the orphans their food after they go scrapping or whatever at the end of the, you know just i love that that's a thing i mean it, it's it's you've got to have a story to tell your grandkids right hey i was in star wars i was in um marvel movie <laughs> i remember right. when i was watching star wars and i would read anything i could get my hands on about it and I remember reading an article about how a lot of the Jawas were like friends of cast members and things like that. They were kids that, um, you know, they paid 125 bucks and they got, they, they played the Jawas in there. And I thought, oh, I would have done it for nothing. Just let me bring that blaster home or something. But can you imagine you were a kid, you know, you're seven, eight years old, play a Jawa in the, in the original Star Wars. That would have just been cool. I don't know if you so guys know this fun fact. Hal Wamsley, who played the Jawa that was like Otini. He worked for uh, this cool art company called Lightspeed, I think, for years and years. You could see him at conventions selling cool, sparkly art. It was like space scenes and stuff. Yeah. And I just like met him as that person. <laughs> he told me who he was. I was like, that is the coolest dude. The dude's my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we're coming down to the end, uh, or the last last few minutes here. Uh, it's time to probably talk about comics. Let's do it. Uh, are there comics that we are excited for this week? I'm the one person in the total dark since I didn't get to look at it at all today. This gender like, never lists. I don't, but I hear there's lots of X-Men's. There are there a lot are. of X-Men. There are a lot of uh, number twos and threes and, you know, basically follow-up books. Um, I right. hate this. Place. A large portion of my list is number twos. Same here. Um, I hate this place. Um, is an image book coming out. Issue number one comes out this week. Did you get that the cool F this place original cover? Yes, I, I didn't want to name it. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else new coming out this week. Uh, there's duo from DC Comics. Which looks see, my list has that listed as a milestone book. It is it, a milestone is it? book. It is okay. a milestone book, uh, but of course, DC owns milestone, so sure, 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 sure. But I mean, is it? That's not one. I don't remember that being one of the original milestone books, though. And I don't think it was. I think it is a new uh, add-on to it, if I remember correctly. I is could be wrong? Is this the first new, like truly new? Milestone book from this run? Let me see. Go figure. <laughs> the side down. Um, if for some reason our system did not get the description or any of the any details on the on the book, just the <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it real fast. <laughs> Uh, so I have the solicitation and can I just say it's weird to me that it's technically a, it's an Earth M DC book so maybe it's not truly Milestone because it's written by Greg Pak okay um, and I all know all the other books have been black creators um, but the solicitation I have says when Milestone returned Reggie Hudland and Dennis Cowan weren't planning to stop there now they welcome you to the whole realm of original characters extended far beyond Dakota. Welcome to Earth M. So apparently this is an expansion of that universe. Uh, it's Greg Pak and Koi Fam. Inks by Scott Hanna. I saw that I, I saw that I wanted to look at was uh, Shadow War Zone, but I, I don't know much about it other than I saw it kind of go by on the list. Fables returns after what three thousand year hiatus, something like that. Was it like fifty uh, one or something? Correct. I think one fifty was supposed to be the last issue they did, but of course they decided to bring it back and keep the numbering going as a continuation. So wait, is this one of those dumb things like the they did for Star Wars, where they're like, "Oh, we're going to do another number," and you think they're going to keep going, and then they're just like, "Not just that one." I, I, I hope not. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, Archie's going back into the superhero realms with uh, Fox Family Values. Um, I, I don't know how successful that'll be for them. Uh, yeah. It's part of my pull list, but we'll see. Uh, for me this week, uh, the, the big notables for me are uh, TMNT Best of the Rat King. Uh, Alice Ever After, number two, uh, from Boom. Uh, Breakout, number two, and Count Crowley's Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter, number two, from Dark Horse. And My Brother Teddy, from Sourcepoint Press. I can't wait to read Breakout, too. I'm so mad that I'm not going to get to do that tomorrow. <laughs> do you want me to send you the PDF? Uh-huh. Okay. Ippy. I, back, but <laughs> Rivers yeah. of London returns with a new series. Rivers of London Deadly Ever After. Mm -hmm. There, there are some other books that are I'm really excited about that are further down the run. 
uh, Jennifer Blood from Dynamite, which is a book that I was really not happy with for four or five issues, and then right around issue five, it just cranked it in a high gear and got awesome. Um, How did they cancel that title? I guess I'm, I'm wrong. Well, this may be the end of it. Like, this may be, because this is, I think, six. I think this is the wrap-up story. Because uh, they wanted to tie up the, yeah, no, this is number eight. So I think this is, according to my list, they've solicited through ten, but I think they're bringing it to an end. Okay, yeah, I think that's what I heard. They were ending that one early. That might be yeah. it. Um, but along with that, we have Rain number five. Uh, huh. I've been. Is this is this week? What's the furthest place from there? Five. I don't think so. Um, no, I don't see it on my list. No. Nor do I. We're talking about it. It's the end of the first story arc. He's like, you're gonna make me cry. He's like, no. I've got a, I've got a little stack of them, but I think I got there one and two. But, I... but um, yeah. Shadow Warzone launches this week, guys. I think that's the Batman crossover for. Yeah, that's what I said a little bit ago. That. Yeah, it's coming. I don't know much about it, although and I know it's this week. And uh, like you said, duo number one. Who did that A cover for Shadow War? I don't. I don't know. It, it's a John Boy Myers cover. That makes sense. Has a very, very unique and distinct look that I quite like. Of the A. Yeah. Savage Avengers number one comes out. So there's another relaunch. <laughs> this is written by Pagnadel, right? I remember someone that I know is writing it. I think it's I think it's Alex. David Pagnadel? David Pepos. Oh it's Pepos, that's right. My other friend. The Pepos. You have a lot of friends, Miss Jen. I have so many good friends. Made me so happy. But the problem is now. This is the honest truth: is that there's so many really great creators out there right now that are also like pushing like some personal stuff, like they're you know, like the crowdfunding. Like I really am going to get broke because I I can't not have it because it's great. It's a lot of original content that they're making, which is awesome and crushing my bank account <laughs> i haven't picked up that many books on kickstarter we pick up a lot of you know games and rpgs and things on kickstarter dice and 3d models and all that but never really comics i'm gonna have to look into that you know it's an awesome rabbit trail good stuff well, i go down the kickstarter rabbit hole a lot and then when stuff comes in the door you're like I remember. I don't remember backing that, but here it is. There, there's one. There's one book. It's not on my list, but I think it's worth noting. Uh, the Return of Jeff Darrow's Shaolin Cowboy. Ooh, yes. It's a seven-part miniseries, right? Cruel to Begin, one of seven. Yeah. I, you know, that book's been running forever. I feel like. And it's always awesome. Yep. Cool. What else we got on the docket? Uh, that my list is relatively short this week. Um, we like said a lot of number twos and some number fives and sixes that are kind of random. We'll read much too. Bunch of X books. Yeah, X Men Red to X Force, excellent. Yeah, that's all I got. It's weird that I don't have more. I feel like I budgeted more. So I'm wondering, is there maybe a trade or a couple of trades I'm forgetting about? You could book one 
books I'm looking most forward to is Twig 2. Well, we just FOC'd that. Yeah. So that won't be out for another three weeks, I believe. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to it, though. It's good. Um, yeah, I've noticed my pulls drop, and it's, it's dropping every week. So, uh, I, that, you know, I think that's part of because we're having a shortages of books coming out at times, and part of it is uh, I have no more room to walk anymore. I'm starting to trip over comic books when I get out of bed. <laughs> that's why I keep, that, my, I keep my stacks, my sword boxes and stuff I want to read here by my desk at work, so I don't have to take them home and and join the other boxes there. Yeah, part, part of me thinks I think I need to call Mile High and say, hey, uh, you want another 300 boxes of comic books? Hey, <laughs> what am I, chopped liver? Uh, we'll talk when you have more room. <laughs> I've got the room. Yeah, you got to have the wallet because my personal collection is going to be uh, yeah. a bit hefty. We're doing pretty well. <laughs> I, I figured out where my budgetary discrepancy is. There are four trades on my list that I wasn't seeing, uh, including, again, a direct market and a regular cover of Sandman Book 4 hardcovers. Because um, I can't buy just one because I'm that guy. Uh, the Yellow Cab graphic novel uh, from IDW and from uh, Blaze Comics, Hendrix Electric Requiem. That's OGN, right? Uh, which one? The last one, the Ablaze. Uh, both of them are OGNs. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, the Yellow Taxi. Yeah. yeah. An interesting trend that has been rising the last, uh, what, six to eight months? If you start looking at uh, trade paperback and graphic novel prices, they've slightly started to rise as a collectability and not just something to read. We're starting to see hardcovers like you know going for a hundred, two hundred dollars, and we were moving at what twenty dollars a piece, thirty dollars a piece, stuff like that. And I'd imagine there's some increased price on new. Graphic novels, just because of the uh, the scarcity of the cover stock. Yep, not just cover stock, paper itself. You know, they're they're. Well, but I mean, you can't get paper. It's even harder to get cardboard for hardcovers, or uh, you know, gloss gloss card stock for cover stock. Yep, and we've um, we've heard of some uh, publishers, uh, you know, just using standard paper for cover, and you know, so. Don't want to name names, but we've we've all heard it and we've all seen it. We've all uh, witnessed it. It's been everything, though. I can't get a shipment off the dock without having to go through line item by line item to make sure that our prices didn't just kind of creep up a little bit. Yep, and they are. Every price is going up. It's just you know, um, we've had to change a lot of our policies as well because of that, because we're seeing seeing our margins get chopped really quickly. And this yeah. is stuff that end consumers don't see. It's true. All right. Anything else for the good of the order? Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris got fries with a Diet Coke. Okay. It's good on uh, the order, right? It's true. Uh, Richard, everybody else has heard a whole bunch about the rest of our stories. Remind everybody where your story is, where, where they can follow you, all that kind of... Richard. Robert. Did I just mess that up? Robert? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> pulling my... I'm pulling up my notes for the end of the show, the thing I have to read, and I haven't eaten since 2 o'clock Eastern time, so my, my hunger is starting to eat my brain, and I apologize. Tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can support your store, all that kind of stuff. I think I muted it. No. No, you're good. We can hear you. I can't hear you, and I don't know why. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I clicked right. the wrong screen. Uh, yeah, I own uh, Dragons Are Comics and Fantasy. We're here on the northwest side of Houston at uh, the Tomball Parkway, a.k.a. Highway 249, and Luetta, just across the highway from the vintage. Nice. It's website, Facebook, website, social media, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the website, which I hate dearly, is www.dlair.net. We're at Facebook at, uh, at Dlair Houston. 
And you can follow us on Instagram as well as dealer underscore Houston. And uh, follow us on Facebook, see our Discord information. And uh, we've got a lot of different social media channels. Um, nice. All right. Hey. Well, for. I, 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 or you, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I wasn't. I said thank you so much for inviting me. It's been fun. Oh. <laughs> that thing where your brain plays the Windows restart sound in the middle of a sentence? Which one? Windows 95? Yeah. All of them, collectively. Uh, so, for Miss Jen, Brainy, Robert, I've been Kyle. This has been Nerd News Now. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast versions of these shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. So once again, for the collective of us here, uh, Robert, Brainy, and Miss Jen, I've been Kyle. Good night. Good night.